And so I had to become aware of these stories and really face my shit and be like, yo, on some level, you don't feel like you're worthy and deserving of the success that you want and you, your soul knows that you're capable of having. Like, I really, really, really had to face my shit because... I mean, first of all, I wanted to do it because I wanted to do it for me, but also it's like, how am I supposed to take a client through the process of facing their shit and like up-leveling and elevating if I can't even do that for myself? You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to up-level your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I am beyond thrilled to be sharing with you this latest episode of the podcast because I've got a new soul sister. Like, oh my God, this woman, I love her so much. And if you've been seeing lately on Instagram, I have been sharing a no bullshit approach and A huge part of how I've been really stepping into my truth and my power is to unapologetically be myself and to unapologetically share my message and my medicine with the world. And another woman I feel like who's doing this so gracefully and with such taste is Sophie Nick. And I don't remember how I found her on Instagram, but this is like someone who is just on the same page as me, like no bullshit, very authentic, very vulnerable and transparent about what she's feeling, what she's saying, what she's sharing. And it was a no brainer to have her on the podcast because I've been extremely discerning about who I bring in this space because I want to make sure I am living up to the promise I've made myself for this podcast, which is to be authentic and real and to help you embrace all facets of your human experience. And to do that, I choose to bring on guests that are unapologetically doing that as well. So this episode's been really amazing as I'm gearing up to the like the upcoming up to my like hundredth episode coming up these next couple of weeks. I'll be reaching up to this. But what's really great is that Sophie's just so transparent about who she is. And she really wants you to become fully embodied in your truth so that you can really go out there and slay. And we talk a lot about that throughout this episode. And, you know, we have to understand that what we're going through is here to help us grow. And sometimes, you know, like working through that toxic positivity, which is great because she has such a background um, in marriage and family therapy and psychology. And, you know, so it's really interesting to see like how she believes and she sees like the way she's been trained about what is healthy for us to navigate through as we embark on this journey. And I think the biggest 
toxicity in the spiritual community is the toxic positivity and feeling like you always have to be on when sometimes life happens and we're human and we go through the shit and you can still slay it and kick ass while you're still going through the shit and really get shit done. And this is a woman who's living that wholeheartedly. And so she's really committed to help empower women to elevate their relationships and create a life of more impact freedom, luxury, and romance. And we talk a lot about this and we talk a lot about healing our ancestral wounds and really going out there and being in this, this space of authenticity and storytelling so that we can really attract our clients and be who we are unapologetically. So as we go forth and really create our own rules and business in life, like we are able to really honor our unique process and flow. And we talk a lot about that in this relationship alongside this opportunity for you to go forth and really reinvent your worthiness. And that takes you doing the deep internal work. And so, you know, that's something that I honor as a spiritual mentor is like, I want you to do the deep internal work and I'm here to support you along the way. And I know this woman is here too, is doing the same thing. So this is the time for us to really just honor our process of what we're going through so that we can understand that that is where the gold is that allows us to serve and to be of service. So I'm really excited for you to learn more about this, to learn more about Sophie and to really dive into this episode. So if you haven't heard who Sophie is, Sophie Nick, she's this advisor who is really shaking shit up to help female entrepreneurs and impact-driven creatives really break through the mold. And she's here to really help you go out there and show up unapologetically as yourself. And so she has this really amazing mastermind called Money, Men, and Manifesting. Hello. But yeah, she's so powerful and she's really here to help women become the best versions of themselves. And simply by just seeing her on social media and seeing how she's, you know, unapologetically being herself and sharing herself so wholeheartedly, she's empowered me to just keep going out there and to know I'm not alone. So I'm really pumped for you to hear more about this episode. And when you mentioned that you have heard her on this podcast, you're going to get a bonus session with her. So what an amazing opportunity for you to get that bonus 30 minute phone call with her. And this woman is just so freaking powerful. I love her so much. And you know, the fact that we talk about the real shit in this conversation. This is why I love doing this podcast. And so let us know you're listening. Tag her on Instagram at I am Sophie Nick and I K tag me at Sabrina Riccio or at Sovereign Society podcast because we want to know who's tuning in. Like we love seeing that you guys are active and this is a community. So feel free to let us know and tag us that you're listening and share with us how this podcast has impacted you because we love seeing how our medicine and us taking the time to really create this is really making an impact in your life. So don't feel shy. Let us know that you are listening, that you're tuning in. And remember to subscribe and leave a review and rating on the Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram, excuse me, on iTunes, if you're loving this conversation and know that, you know, this is the time for us to really show up together. This is a time to really support one another. And with that, I just wanted to share the latest review that 
was shared on iTunes. This is from Cool Cat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. What a great name. And she wrote Powerful Shift. Sabrina's podcast serve as a constant reminder on the shift we're all experiencing. Her powerful voice and her eloquent words are exactly what I need to hear anytime I start to feel disconnected. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, babe, for sharing your medicine and for sharing your great review. The podcast reviews really help us share this medicine out into the world. And I know there's been so many of you on Instagram lately have been sharing like, oh my God, you're so on point and thank you for sharing the truth and for, you know, speaking up on the things that no one's really talking about. So you leaving a review and rating helps this message that I've been so passionate about sharing reach more and more people. So thank you. We I don't, I can't do this alone. This is a collective experience. And so I thank you all again for joining me on this conversation and for really just being part of this community. So I'm really pumped for you to really dive in, make sure you take notes and know that you're not alone. Okay. This is like, we're getting vulnerable and real with you. So just know again, you're not alone. So I'm really excited for you to really tune in and to really begin to reinvent your worthiness. So hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing this conversation with you all and to be introducing you to my guest today. I have Sophie Nick with me and it's so funny because I met this woman on Instagram. I don't even know how I started, how I like found her and I was like, dude, she's the real fucking deal. Like she keeps it real. Like we always just DM each other like, yes, yes, girl. Like, yes, you get it. Like, fuck yes, you know? And it's just really great to see more people and more teachers out there just like sharing their truth so unapologetically and just helping inspire others to do the same and to give like the permission to be just like, hey, this is who I am. This is enough. This is take it or leave it. (laughs) And that's why I appreciate this woman so much. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, you know, we were chatting before about life and before like we we started recording and like what we're going through and what we're experiencing. And I know for me, I'm just seeing what's happening right now as like the invitation to authentically embrace all of who I am, like unapologetically be me. Right. And I know Sophie feels that same way too. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, it's, that's definitely a part of it and just really solidifying who it is that I am and what I'm here to do. And it's been a wild ride and I'm just really, really excited to share everything with you today because I feel like not enough people talk about what really goes on behind the scenes, especially in this space. So I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm so, I'm like grinning like a little kid right now. So. <laughs> well, that's why, that's why I, I brought you on because like, I've been really discerning lately on who I bring into this mm-hmm. space. Like, you know, for a while it was like, oh, like, the comparison paralysis, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. what is everyone else in the industry doing? And how can I like, I need to take note and like do this too, like a cookie cutter approach. And then if anything, Mm -hmm. I found myself more exhausted, more out of alignment, more drained, more frustrated, like all the things, because it was me 
being afraid to really embrace my power me being afraid to really embrace my medicine and my light and to really show up fully and not just like water down my medicine, water down my truth. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. And it's so easy to, you know, like we do so much of our marketing on social media. So we are on these different platforms all the time. So it is very natural to kind of like want to look at what everyone else is doing. But what I found is that like right now the industry is headed in a very specific direction where people's offers do look so alike. And so I think actually being different and us like doing our own thing, showing up the way that we do is what differentiates us and is actually what's, you know, like really contributing to the success. Mm -hmm. Cause it's so easy to be cookie cutter. Like I definitely went through that in the beginning of my business. Like if you look at my old, um, like photo shoots, it's like, I'm wearing like a fee- like free people dress, like walking in the woods, like smirking, like, well, that's the funny thing too. Speaking of that, yeah. cause I've been doing so much research about like Instagram algorithms mm-hmm. and part of the Instagram algorithm is like, they, it wants you to be like more genuine in your photos. Like people who post like an like at like in real time photo, you're more likely to get more likes in this like professional photo shoot with like copy below. Cause that's how Instagram started. It was like in real time. The problem is the algorithm. It's just, there's so many people on social media Mm -hmm. these days and Instagram in particular that like, it's, that's why it's hard to be seen. But if you're like in that space of like genuine, like authentic, like, being that's what people are like oh wow this is like a real human not like hey I just got a photo shoot and got like my hair like you know got my hair done and and I'm in the woods like with a long white dress or whatever like you know what I mean like it's that's what I've realized like I just in my own experience like I get more likes on Instagram when it's like in real time Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right. it's also because we're not overthinking things. Mm-hmm. But that's also why I really like I resonate with you, your stories, and like I feel like that's how you and I connected. Was like it's obviously through the stories, and it's because we're just saying things in real time as things come up for us. And I feel like that's very very powerful. Like I think that like the photo shoots and stuff are great when you're in like the middle of the launch and you just want it to feel special, but. I'm so over like the whole curated thing, which is funny because my feed feels so (laughs) curated when I'm not. Um, But I agree. I think that like just posting in the moment and being genuine and authentic and being messy, if that's how you are that day is really what helps people to see you as an actual person Mm -hmm. and that makes them want to be in your energy. Right. And I think that's like the, that's what I've been talking about lately on social media too. It's like everyone's bullshit meter is so strong. And like, if you have this like brand that's all like love and light and everything's like good vibes only and everything's great, then you're not really embracing the human experience. Um, I can attest to that. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, you and I, before, before this recording started, we were talking about what I'm going through and uh, like, I'm feeling so called to share all the things because not enough people talk about it. So my whole message right now is it's like, you can run an empire. You can be building your empire. You can be running shit and like still go through your own shit. And I think it's so important to talk about that. that, (coughs) Yeah. I run things, but I also have my hot mess moments and that's okay. 
Mm-hmm. It's and, like, cause your business is its own entity. And then you are like, mm-hmm. you are yourself. Like that's, that is what it is, you know, plain and simple. Yeah. We all have life, you know? And I feel like we, it's, it's, I don't want to say like a reality show, social media, but like, <laughs> kind you know, of like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to agree to that or feed that, but I mean, people want real life. You know, I don't know about you, but like for me, the most common response I get on like from my audience and stuff is like, thank you for being so vulnerable and real. Like we need more of that in this space. Yeah, that's the number one feedback that I get is thank you for being so authentic. You Mm -hmm. are one of the only people who I feel is not full of shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, thank you. I receive that. And I'm so tired of the cookie cutter, which is why I'm feeling the need to not be that way anymore. It also, it just doesn't feel in alignment. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like me to always be on, you know, it's like, I'm in like a vintage t-shirt right now, like messy hair. And like, this is how I show up a lot of the times. And I feel fucking great. I show up with like no makeup on and like lately I'm just like posting and I'm like completely naked and I don't even care. Like it's just who I I am. No, I love (laughs) your dancing. Like it's fun when people dance on social media. I always like, I don't watch, but with you, I'm like, yo, like I'm just like working right now. Like activating my Kundalini and I'm like, yes, activate mine right now. Yes. well, that was me. That was so like my music journalist, like background, you know, like that's yeah. music was like the biggest thing of my healing. And so I just, I just unapologetically share like my healing process. Which is, I think that's why people vibe with you so hard. And mm-hmm. that's also why the women who you surround yourself with are these like very strong, powerful women. It's because you're just so unapologetic and it makes you so attractive. It's like, I'm never triggered by what you post. Like, I'm never like, oh, that's so fucking annoying. Wait, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, totally. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm never like, wow, that's so fucking annoying. I'm always like, yeah, like, fuck yeah. Like, do you? Hell yeah. Like, I'm watch- I'm here for it. So yeah, I think I'm just, I'm grateful for you, I guess. I'm like fan right now yeah, the feeling is mutual that's why I was like I gotta get her on this podcast because there's not like I'm just like I'm tired of like everyone just like the marketing I mean trust me I have my degree in marketing like I was programmed to to know like I have my degree in marketing and sociology so like I oh. study people like and I study behaviors you know and like you have a background as a therapist Psychology. so it's like yeah. I I just I would be doing a disservice if I wasn't sharing what was actually what I was actually feeling. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that as far as like marketing goes, I believe that everything should be very authentic. I think there's like a time and place for the curated. So full-blown transparency. I'm like coming out, I'm like in the midst of creating a program. I do want like this, like sexy, sensual photo shoot, because that's a part of that program. Sexy thing. So I feel more empowered when I have a photo shoot attached to that. Whereas like another program, I don't feel like I want that. But I think that's Mm -hmm. also me honoring and respecting the fact that like I can be both. I'm Mm -hmm. just not going to always stick to the curated thing. Cause it also really stops you from showing up when you, feel this pressure to maintain a certain identity or persona 
or like feed. Mm-hmm. Like it it, it becomes you become you become like robotic in a way. Yeah, it's like it like full blown transparency. I don't really like posting on my feed that much because I didn't mean for my feed to become curated. And stories are just so easy for me because I'm like, hey, I'm feeling this. Like I'm just gonna like say it. Whereas like a post almost kind of feels daunting at times because I'm just like, fuck, really? Like now I have to find a fucking picture. Mm-hmm. So I know how that goes. Yeah. So that's stories are where it's at for me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but that's important. To, but all it is, you don't need to like, and that's the other thing that like, I feel like we're healing is like part of the cookie cutter approach is like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to post every day. I need to do exactly. this. Like who says you need to do anything? Like you're creating the rules here. That's, and that's like the number one thing that I was never taught in business is that you create your own rules. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, there are all of these strategies that people try to teach you, which have worked for them. And then they're like preaching them. But just because one strategy worked for one person doesn't mean that it will for you. So it's all about trial and error and just figuring out like what actually feels good to you. Whatever you commit to is what will end up like creating that success. Like I do all of my sales through stories. I might write a sales post, but it's also because I decided I don't have to post stories because it doesn't feel, in, or I don't have to do actual posts because it doesn't feel in alignment. I can sell shit through stories, even though five of my mentors told me that's not the name of the game, post every day. And I'm like, no, that's not me. I'm not doing that. Like, fuck that. Yeah, my mentor doesn't even use social media and she's wildly successful. Boom, mind-blowing. It's it's true. She's like, like you, she's like, I need to hire you to help me because I need to start going up on social media. <laughs> and she's like, I don't, she's 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 a very successful woman, and I trust her because I, I she's been doing this for thirty years. It's not like some certification program for a weekend. Like this woman's truly embodied her work, and so I trust her. And she doesn't even use social media, and you know. That's the other thing, too, is like part of the rules is like when I took four months off of social media, I didn't want to come back on. The only reason why I came back on was because my friend Myra had a baby and it was the only way I was going to see photos of this baby because she lives in Canada. Like, that's the only reason why I went back on social media. Wow. Like, you don't know how liberating it is until you're off, which is why I'm such a, a proponent of social media sabbaticals, because it's a nice reset because the comparison paralysis or like, fuck, like they're all doing this. Like they're all talking about like how many like their monthly, like, you know, what they're making every month. And it's like, fuck, I want that. And let me copy and see what they're doing, because obviously what they're doing is right. And I've invested mm-hmm. in mentors, too, that I saw like had like such great numbers and then I did the mentorship and it just I just was like this is not my intention was not it's not that like I need to reset and go within and stop looking for outside validation about my worthiness and and all the things speaking to my soul um speaking to my (laughs) damn soul so my first year in business I spent so much money on mentors Um, I was very blinded by the beautiful marketing, Mm -hmm. the beautiful advertising, the aggressive sales calls that like were basically a mind fuck. I went into these programs and I actually didn't finish a lot of my contracts and I had paid in full. It's just that I realized halfway through that this that there was just, yeah, it was not an alignment and like smoke and mirrors. Like I, like 
it just like clouded everything. And I think I learned kind of like the hard way that I need to start trusting myself. And I'm learning this in relationships right now, but I learned in business, like early on, like I need to start trusting myself because just because someone has this very visually appealing brand and it works for them and they're making money and doing all the things doesn't mean that their way of doing things is going to work for me. It also doesn't mean just because they think that I should be making like 500 a year. I don't really care to make 500 K a year right now. So why am I trying to shove myself in this box or in this relationship that doesn't feel good? You know, Uh, what came to me when I was thinking of all that, it really hit my core trigger and my core wound of like the need of approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I found like the other day, like I found like the root of like where that all started. And I was That's- just like, so emotional, like from my childhood, like growing up, like in Catholic school and trying to be like, how, like, don't want to do the wrong thing. Cause then I'll be condemned, you know, kind of thing. Like this whole like crucifixion of like, trying to be like the need of approval and then trying to fit in with the popular girls and then realizing they were full of shit. I'm going to just like pave my own path and hang out with the rebels. And then it was just like a cycle and we could see these cycles. Like if they're they're they're, these wounds are not healed, they're just going to be cyclical until you finally see like, whoa, this is what's happening. Yes. And it's interesting because you will keep, going through that same thing until you've learned the lesson that you're meant to learn. And it's just nuts. Like it's just nuts. And then it's funny as you were talking about like the popular girls and how like you decide to go the rebellious way. As soon as I started stepping into my authenticity and, you know, beginning to own my power, because I was very, very powerless or not, I don't want to say that I was powerless. I didn't know my, that I was powerful for a very, very, very long time. So as soon as I stepped into that, it's like the popular girls like gravitated towards me. And I was like, Oh hell no. Like you made me drop out of school. Like you were mean to me. Like you're like, no, 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 like releasing it all. But I was just like, I see you. And I don't like that. You're just trying to get in my energy because now I'm appealing and like attractive and cool to you. So I think boundaries and we were never taught boundaries. I love, I love you because you literally speak to my soul. Boundaries has been my number one lesson in this lifetime. Oh, without a doubt. Like, <laughs> is that why I'm here? Cause it's like, mine too. <laughs> mine too. Like I, you know, I come from a very large Italian family and so the martyrdom and like doing what all the family's saying, like learning to say no to my family has been like the, the biggest challenge. I'm, yeah, I'm a Persian Jewish first generation girl in LA. You know what I mean? I said that in the wrong order, but you got what I said. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Like family is very, very, very important to us. And I've always felt like the black sheep. So even when I started my business, like everyone around me was like, what the fuck? Like, good luck failing, like deuces. Cause I quit my nine to five without a plan. And I was just like, mom and dad, I'm coming <laughs> I home. I did the same thing. 
<laughs> okay, we're. But I didn't have a nine to five. I just quit. I was working with my families. I like came back home and was caretaking my grandmother who was dying. And I was running my music journalist thing. And then that wasn't working out for me anymore. I was like, not, that wasn't in alignment anymore. And, um, I was still in the healing process after I got struck by lightning. Like, what do I do? Came back from Burning Man. I worked like one shift at my parents' restaurant, which I didn't want to work at, but I was there because helping my mom with my grandmother and stuff. And then I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I started my business with no plan and no capital. And I do not suggest that at all. So learn from my mistake. Learn from our mistake <laughs> this is nuts the synchronicities between us are kind of crazy <laughs> so it's actually mind-blowing and like everything is now coming together like by the way guys she did like a little kundalini vibe before this and I was like yo bitch like you are the real deal so just saying, like I can vouch I've dealt with enough bullshit to like know when I see like the real deal currently learning that in my relationship but we'll talk about that later um, but it's, it's so interesting, especially, I mean, in my family, it's like, I'm kind of like the black sheep, you know, it's like, I'm me too. I'm, yeah. So it's like, I did, I did all the fucking things. Like I went to college. I went to grad school. I have like a million and a half certifications, blah, 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 did all the fucking things. And then I was like, sorry, dad, I know that you supported me all throughout school, but I'm going to throw my degree to the side and like make up a business. And my dad was like, what in the actual fuck are you doing? Which is hilarious. Cause now he's like my number one fan and like supporter. He's like, he's like, keep saying fuck. Like, I know that it's a part of your marketing. Like you're, you're good. Whereas like when I was younger, he was like, you need to stop. <laughs> that is not ladylike. Please chill out. But That's amusing to see the evolution of our parents too in that way. It's so, it's amazing because I also didn't have the best relationship with my dad growing up. Um, So to now know that he supports me, even though I'm like a grown ass woman and I'm like, I think a part of it is like me becoming a grown ass woman and me really owning who it is that I am and what it is that I'm doing and me deciding that, okay, cool. Like not everyone's going to understand what it is that I'm doing, but they're going to fucking respect me. I think that me respecting myself actually, I think is where it all, I'm like starting to realize is all coming from has actually made it so that like my family respects me more and respects my boundaries more because as Middle Easterners, like it's super enmeshed. Like everyone knows what the other person's doing. Like it's just like a, tangled ball of yarn. It's just, it's not chill. So it's like me owning who I am, me getting clear on my boundaries, me deciding like, I'm going to go against what the culture is doing because I'm a 29 year old woman. And although in like, you know, American culture being 29 and living on your own is like normal. You're like, what the fuck? It's not in Persian culture. Like these girls are living at home until they get married. And so I was just like, I'm going to be independent. I'm going to do me. Like, I don't give a shit if like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to figure it out. And like, that really helped to shift everything. Because my family was like, yo, like she's owning it. Like we have to respect her boundaries. (laughs) But it's been like a wild, it's been a wild ride in a very good and interesting way. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's, I come from like an an entrepreneurial family, you know, and like my dad's, my dad's like my number one fan for sure. Like he's always like, give them a business card. Like, you know, like he's always like pushing in that way and, and all the things. And it's just seeing the, 
paving your own path. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like as you step into your truth, you can begin to heal your lineage, right? Because it's like, this is who I am. I thank you for your guidance. I thank you for the support up until now. Like you have to trust me that I'm going to take what, what was, what I was taught and make it my own. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and I think that's because underneath it, all the core values, I'm sure that you grew up with are still webbed through you today and may look different than what your family may have thought it would look like, but there's still Uh, the compassion. There's still the kindness. There's still the, the vivaciousness Mm -hmm. that's still rampant within you. Yeah, it's very true. I definitely have their values. I also have a lot of their programming, which really did fuck with me on a lot of levels because you know that a lot of my work is, you know, around mindset. And so it's been really interesting to sort of, you know, to like be at this place where it's like I get to pick and choose what beliefs and values of theirs I'm keeping because they actually resonate with me. And that's been like this whole journey of like, you know, what are my thoughts and beliefs around success? What are my thoughts and beliefs around relationships? Like, what are my thoughts and beliefs around this lifestyle that I've created and like letting go of all of the programming that doesn't serve me because I realized that it was weighing me down, but then also holding on to their values. Cause I'm just like, wow, like my parents were immigrants. Like my dad was scrubbing the floor at McDonald's, not speaking a word of English and then built this empire. You know, it's like my dad values hustle. I do not value hustle. Like my dad, you know, values family. I guess I do value family, but it's like, it's, it's cool to also, you know, like, and like, I'm sure you kind of went through the same thing too, where it's like, you have to pick and choose what resonated and then Mm -hmm. let what didn't fall off. My family, because my grandmother, my grandparents immigrated here from Italy and then my mom's first generation American, but I was raised by my grandparents because my parents were always working. Like my mom didn't learn English until she went to school. And um, so being raised by my grandparents, my grandmother, she just loved like fear mongering. Like anytime I would leave her, it was be careful. It's danger out there. That's what she would say every time. Like, and I was already navigating through trauma since I was three years old. And so having to have that program of like, it's a dangerous world. It's a dangerous world. It's a dangerous world. I could see how she was just trying to like protect me and like show that love. But that programming really fucked with me for a long time. Like really fucked with me. And it's been like such a huge part of my work too, is just like, dropping that story and being like, actually, like, you know, there are things like if I'm, if I'm in my truth, if I'm like embodied as who I am, like I'm doing my purpose. I am like guided by God, spirit, universe. Like I'm, I'm doing my divine mission. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of that reprogramming a family, which has been a huge part of my healing. And I know like that's something I've been really devoted to so that like in my cellular memory, like in my eggs, like my kids don't have to go through that. I love that. And that's what I've been devoted to for seven years. Like I split from this dude, I still believe is my beloved. And I split with him because I said like, 
I needed to heal my family. And that healing my family was to make sure that those limiting beliefs and those programmings from my family would not be brought to my kids. Like I was the one that was going to stop the generational curse and stop that generational belief, like pure it out. Cause th- that's why I love Kundalini yoga. When you do Kundalini yoga, you're clearing seven generations in front of you and seven generations behind you. I'm going to get my Kundalini on. Yeah. <laughs> Come hang out. So I want to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, and I found that practice when I turned 25 and I've been mm-hmm. a teacher for five years and, and that's been a huge part of like my healing is like, I saw like the trauma of like coming from immigrant family. I mm-hmm. saw what it was like. My dad is one of eight. So there was the poverty wow. mindset coming from New York And there's been, that's been a huge part of my healing that is like subconscious programming that is like all lower triangle, like my lower three chakras, like my physical embodiment, (laughs) because it's like, that's formed between the ages of zero and 22. And you're still like a child, like you're still a child when you're 22, like, let's get real. And, (laughs) and so you're still, you're still so influenced by your family during those ages too. And so that's going to dictate your success. That's going to dictate your abundance, your prosperity, your, your, your like everything, but you have to be willing to do that deep work. And most people are Mm -hmm. afraid of doing that deep work because they're afraid of what they're going to see. They're afraid of their own demons. Um, People who are listening to this can't see, but I've just like been nodding the whole time um, yes to literally everything that you said. For me, it's like what I realized as far as like programming is that, um, I'm in this phase right now where I'm like dating my business. I've like made the conscious decision to. So if I'm talking a lot about business, it's because we're in a relationship right now. Um, but, (laughs) but I learned a lot about, you know, like coming from an immigrant family, it's like they, my dad dealt with a lot of poverty, even or not. I don't want to say he dealt with a lot of poverty. He came from a successful family, but he came from this very like hustle mentality. And if you don't hustle, you will not be successful. And so when I started my business, it was a lot of like, you need to work 12 hour days or you won't be successful. So that programming, because I didn't want to work 12 hours a day, I didn't know what the fuck I would spend 12 hours on. I like barely even had an idea. So that programming I realized was actually making it so that I didn't feel like I was worthy and deserving of success unless I went through the ringer and put myself in like really fucked up self-sabotaging situations. So in the beginning of my business, I would go through these phases where I'd make a lot of money and then I'd blow through it. Or it would be like catastrophic events where I could then be like, well, you know what? Like I hustled, like I worked hard, like, oh my God, struggle. Like I deserve success now. And so I had to become aware of these stories and really face my shit and be like, yo, on some level, you don't feel like you're worthy and deserving of the success that you want. And you, your soul knows that you're capable of having. Like I really, really, really had to face my shit because I mean, first of all, I wanted to do it because I wanted to do it for me, but also it's like, how am I supposed to take a client through the process of facing their shit and like up-leveling and elevating if I can't even do that for myself? And so it's just like, you have to do the inner work you want to 
you know, in your life. Like you can't just keep doing the same shit over and over again and expecting different results. It's like, you have to face the darkness and it's hard and it sucks and it's difficult or so we tell ourselves, but it's actually the most like beautiful, magical and empowering thing that you can ever do. Like getting very honest with yourself is so fucking empowering. Like it is. <laughs> it really it's, like it, it is. is. <laughs> and that's and that's why like I've been having an issue with like the toxic positivity in the sphere because it's like if you're saying good vibes only, there's there's gold in that darkness. Like that's where the alchemy happens and we have to not shame. If we if we're if we're a teacher or a, like a leader, mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to not shame those that are following us or inspired by us because of where they're at too. It's like being that radical honesty of like, you see where I'm at right now. I had to go through the fucking ringer and back. Like this was not just like on a silver platter, you know, like that to me is a true leader is someone who can be so vulnerable and Mm -hmm. authentic and real about their struggles and how they turn their pain into purpose. Yes. And that's totally why your stuff has always like really resonated with me. And I think that's also why, like during this conversation, I don't think I've ever said yes so many times in the podcast interview, but you're just like, you're speaking the truth and this whole like good vibes only like positivity, love and light. It's like, that doesn't resonate with me because I'm not like that. You know, it's like, I'm not like that all the time. Like I live a beautiful life. I'm so grateful. I like, I truly appreciate everything around me. I also know that you have to go through shit to like grow through shit, you know, and there's nothing wrong with sharing about what it is that you're going through because anytime that I am vulnerable and I'm sure you got this too, it's like, you got people who are messaging you and they're like, holy fuck. Like, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so yeah. much for showing up as an actual person. It's like, I yeah, just, I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going. I was just saying, it's like, I started to become more vocal about my most recent breakup because I didn't realize that I was in such a toxic relationship. Cause I think as an empath and having this background in psychology, it's very easy for me to start justifying behavior and justifying red flags. So I just got out of the relationship and looking back, I was like, holy fuck, I was being gaslit for five months and made to feel crazy. And I was actually being controlled and manipulated, which is so interesting because I perceive myself as this powerful person, but a part of me hadn't fully owned it and stepped into it, which is why I was able to be broken down. And so I'm feeling so called to like talk about it. Like I sent like, I created an email yesterday, like randomly. I didn't even like feel like working, but I was like, I need to share about the breakup. And people were like, Oh my God, you went through a breakup. And I was like, yeah. So I like made a post about how to get over a breakup, which was literally not even about getting over it. But it's like, I just, I feel so called to talk about these things that people are so afraid to talk about because they think that if they do have this online persona or whatever you want to call it, and then they talk about it's going to ruin their brand. It's going to ruin their brand. No, my brand is authenticity. It's me telling you, Hey, I'm going through shit right now, but I'm still running a fucking business. I'm still showing up for all my clients. Like I'm still making time for myself and you can too. Don't let the struggles, you know, 
stop you from living your life. Look at them as lessons and like mm-hmm. and, and opportunities that can potentially help your clients down the line mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Because as I've been sharing the last couple episodes, like we're all craving connection, right? And when you were talking about like the gaslighting and all the things that you went through, it's like I the the person who's doing that, like it's so important for us to also like send like blessings their way. Yeah. And love their way because we don't know what's going on in their head either. Mm-hmm. I we agree. don't know what they're going through either, you know? And so, because it's a lot of the projection. It's a lot of the pain that they're putting out there. And so yeah. if you're really empowered, if you've really made peace with what was, you send love and you send mm-hmm. the blessings and and know that like you don't, it's not your responsibility to fix them but you have you like you're a better person by sharing love by sharing the compassion and I think that's what this world needs more than ever is compassion because we're all going through something yeah and I think the more self-compassion you have the easier it is to give that to other people And when you're in this space of, you know, obviously breakups are hard. You know, I went through my period of like, fuck this guy. And now I'm just like, okay, well, what did I need to learn? And what can I, it's funny. I go into like creator mode where I'm like, what can I create from this? Like, what can I teach other people from this? And what I realized too, is it's like, if you are sending someone negativity, if you are sending them just like bad vibes, you're going to get that back. So there's no point in like staying in this state of resentment and like negativity for so long, because you're only creating more of it in your life because that's what you're focusing on. And what an opportunity for you to use that, that situation as an, a chance to see like the trigger and where did that originally come from? Like, what is the root of that trigger so that you can really learn that lesson? Yes. And it's interesting. Cause it's like, for me, it's like, I've studied relationships. Like my background is in marriage and family therapy. I've done couples work. Um, it's funny too, cause my business is actually shifting more into relational work Um, but it's like, you can study all this shit and like, once you're not going to learn what you need to learn until it's in front of you is the biggest thing. And I realized I was like, Oh my God, like I was actually engaging in codependent behavior. And I was like, okay, like, where is this stemming from? Like, what can I do to heal this and clear this? Like what, you know, what red flags did I miss? Like what part of me doesn't feel whole that I'm feeling the need to bring another person in to feel more fulfilled. And so it took me a while to get to this place because, you know, when I was younger and I'd go through these relationships, it was like earth shattering. And the more work I did, the more I realized like, Hey, I want to be this type of person. And the type of person I'm becoming is very introspective. It's like the easier it's been through to like, the easier it's been to navigate through like these difficulties in life and not let them just like consume me. Cause a lot of people, it's like, it's so easy to let these things take over you. So it's like, what can you learn from every situation that you're in? And and oftentimes those are like when, when you're feeling the most like disempowered. Totally. Totally. I felt very, very disempowered. I'm like, just, I'm full blown transparency. I'm just getting out of it. And it's interesting because as soon as I ended my relationship, um, I sold out my program into, I didn't know that I was going to break up with him, but I ended up pushing back my start date because something inside me was like, you need to take a rest. And I was like, what? 
And then I did. And then as soon as we broke up, the last few spots in my program sold out beautifully. And so I was also able to see, I was like, like, and I have everyone do this. I'm like, think about what in your life is holding you back and like what you're afraid to let go of. Because once you release the things that are weighing you down, all of the abundance, all of the amazingness will start to flow through. So stop holding on to shit that doesn't feel good. Stop holding on to like the things that you know that that next level version of you, you know, isn't going to be doing or engaging in, you know, like that's been another thing that's been really helpful. Just like in my evolution in, in general, whether it's like relationships or career, it's getting really clear on like, who is that next level version of me? Like, what are her daily practices? Like how serious does she take investing in herself and personal development and connection and all the things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, I've been talking about this so much lately on the podcast. It's like, you can have like the vision board as I have mine right here, but like you can have the, you can have the vision board, but what are you actually like, how are you actively taking action to, to experience that? Like, it's more than just like, okay, cool. Like, here's my order universe, like ready for it. Like, yes. I mean, whatever you desire, like it will come, but you have to also show the universe, like, that you want it and that you're ready for it and that you had to create the container to receive it. Mm -hmm. And it's all about taking action. Like you can, you know, I can sit there and like in the mirror and be like, I'm a beautiful, like badass bitch. Right. I can say that. Right. But if I'm not showing up in my day to day, doing things that make me feel that way, if I'm not taking action, how am I supposed to create that? So that's, you can't magnetize, you you magnetize. And it's just like, I'm sure you feel the same way with relationships. Like, how do you see yourself being and embodying? Like, who is you, you, you see yourself embodying when you're in that healthy, happy, holy, sacred relationship, not just with yourself, but with the beloved that you're calling in. Wait, it just cut out. So when you, when you're out there, Mm -hmm. you have to start embodying that person you, you see yourself embodying when you have that relationship you desire Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And it starts, it has to start with that relationship with you first. Like, how can you share, like you, we said earlier, like, how can you share that relation with business? It's the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. how can you share that version of you to someone else? If you're not actually already embodying that version of you right now? Yeah. Something that I have literally every single person do who's like wanting to call in a relationship Um, and it's funny because my client messaged me when she saw that I'd posted about the breakup. She's like, the best advice you ever gave me was to date myself. And that's what you, that's honestly something that I wholeheartedly recommend. And that I'm like now also in the process of doing where it's like, you want to date yourself because the way that you are treating yourself will set the precedent for how everyone else is treating you. And I'll say firsthand, like when I met my ex, like I was at this place where I actually ask the universe for someone who I knew that I wouldn't end up with because I was so tired of like being distracted by men, but really bringing this person in was like a huge distraction. And like, there are so many lessons that I had to learn and so much healing. So I wasn't being as good to myself as I thought that I was. So this has just given me an opportunity to be like, wow, like what areas of your life are you feeling called to work on more? How do you want, you know, your King to treat you start showing up in that way? Because if you're taking care of yourself and you're showing up in a way where you are fully embodied, you're fully in your power, you're, you don't like need anyone. It's not like this needy energy. 
you will be calling in the person who's meant for you, you know, either your soulmate or at that period of your life. So you have to literally, you have to get clear on who it is that that version is and literally act like them. And trust trust the process. Yeah. Trusting how it unfolds as well. Because it's always, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's always beyond the expectation that I, I always thought it would be, you know, it always exceeds the expectation. Like it's always so much better because there's, there's depth and richness because of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. when you, when you start to really like appreciate, honor and respect yourself, there's, it's such a blessing and it's so, I don't even have words for it because it's something I've had to learn for so long, like overcoming the the martyrdom of like my own family and the way that I saw like you know just this the self-sacrifice I saw for so long and seeing how like my mom would always put herself on the back burner and that's what I just thought was the way it was you know and that and that's and that was I had I've had to like relearn (laughs) that's not actually healthy I need to take care of myself And at the boundaries, you know, again, it goes back to the boundaries. And it's like, how are you respecting yourself, learning to say no? Like, what are you consenting to of like how you are, how you choose to be treated as well? Yes, it's, I mean, this entire podcast is me saying yes, but yes. That's, that's what it comes down to. It's like when you are okay with being treated a certain way, or like when you don't stand up for yourself and set that boundary, that is giving the other person a green light. And what people don't understand is that like, you are so powerful. We are all so powerful. It's about acknowledging and owning the fact that we are as that we are these powerful beings you know? And it's like, as soon as you start to like lose yourself and your boundaries get fucked, that's when shit kind of like hits the fan. And, you know, a lot of it also has to do with our past programming. A lot of it has to do with, you know, um, like abandonment issues, you know, like abandonment issues doesn't have to be like your mom or dad, like walking out of your life. An abandonment issue can be that like you had a younger sibling who was born and they got more attention than you. And then you have this internal dialogue of like, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. And so it's just, I don't know. I just think it's like, it's so important to just face your shit. You know, it's like, if you're, if you want this life that you believe or that you want to be able to have it all, you need to face your shit in order to have it all. You can't half-ass it. You can't half-ass have it all because I'm not having it all. And a lot of us are learning right now. It's like a lot of us are being forced to face the darkness so that we can show up more powerfully. We can show up more boldly and authentically, more embodied. And that's actually what creates change. You know, it's like if you're showing up embodied and authentic and empowered, like some woman who is, you know, not taking the best care of herself might look at you and feel inspired. And then she might do something to shift that within her. And it's like this domino effect. It's like, we're all just helping each other by, you know, setting an example. That was tangential. And, just, but you guys- and, just, and just to let them know that it's okay to feel what you're feeling. 
Because yeah. that's been part of the, the shame, too. It's like, oh, no, don't go there. Like, then you're going to attract more negativity. But there are times where you have to process. It's part of, like, processing what's going on, mm-hmm. working through it, making peace with it. Where can you forgive yourself? Where can you forgive the other person? Yeah. And how are you willing to choose again? Exactly. Well said. Like, you don't need permission from anyone else. And I think that's something that has, you know, it's like been the same where it's like so many women, I'm sure come to you, come to me where they're like, they want permission. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't need a permission slip from anyone. You are allowed to give yourself permission to reclaim your, your sovereignty. Yes, 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 yes. It's just, yeah, it's, all I can say is it's been a wild ride and you guys like face your shit because when you face your shit, you will heal everything. And I promise you that everything will fall into place and nothing that's happening to you is actually bad. It all comes down to your perspective on the situation. Like what, which is really beautiful too, that we're in this like fall, fall, winter season. We're coming up to this space of like going within, like, this is a big time of going within We're like, you know, like we're getting like, we're wearing like thicker clothes, like we're wearing sweaters. We're like, we're like hermiting a little more. We're like, you know, it's this, it's this rebirthing that's kind of happening. And this is just the time to like really dive in right now. Like the the leaves are falling. Yeah. And really honoring that and not feeling any guilt or shame for, you know, going into hibernation, especially as women, we're so cyclical and we need to be honoring that more. You know, if we're, if trying, if we're trying to, you know, take the business to the next level, if we're trying to call in the relationship or if we're trying to work on our relationship with ourselves or set boundaries, like we need to take that time off to essentially hibernate and look inward. So that way we can show up more powerfully. It's like, a quiet the noise. It's like quieting yes. the noise too, so that you can again listen to your own inner voice. Yes, because that's like that's like I did four months off social media, and it was just like an opportunity for me to like quiet the noise of like what is everyone else doing? Where do I need to be? Rather than just choosing that where I am is enough. Mm-hmm. Trusting the process, and mm-hmm. also trusting yourself. You know, like that's been a huge lesson. I feel like boundaries and self-trust have been my top two. Um, You always know what's right for you. And so like literally asking yourself like, hey, soul, like what do you need? Your soul will guide you in the right direction. And then your mentors, your healers, these advisors that you work with, they're just there guiding you. But you know where to go. You know where you want to be. Like... And you find that in the stillness, you find that when you quiet, you find that when you're taking care of yourself, you find that when you're filling up your cup and you're honoring you. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that because that's totally, that's what I'm going through right now where I'm just going back to, I'm going back to the basics and I'm going back or I'm going into that hibernation mode of honoring myself, taking care of myself, putting myself first, you know, dating my career for a second, not being distracted. And I think people are really afraid to do that. 
I think people are really afraid to be by themselves because they don't know if they will actually like who they truly are. So there are these distractions, things to numb them, but it's so important to do that. So if you are going through anything crazy, like I'm sending you love, (laughs) I get it. Really honor and respect your process. Trust that it will you're unfold not the only in one. Way. You're not the only one who's gone through or going through what you're feeling. Yeah. I mean, you were so honest and open. I think it was last week that you were posting. And I, I like messaged you and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> you're like, this shit's crazy. And it's like, it's so true. It's, we all go through things. It's a matter of putting in the work and deciding that things get to be different and deciding to really honor and respect your journey and not judge yourself or have any shame around what it is that you're going through. Like, and in all honesty, what I was, what I'm feeling is that like success with your brand in today's day and age is rooted in authenticity Mm -hmm. and it's rooted in vulnerability. And I remember when I was 16, I was living in Europe that summer with my grandparents and just seeing like women naked on the billboards and this like vulnerability and like, this is who I am. And there wasn't the shame that like so much of the American culture has been pushing and pushing and pushing that now we're in this space of like, this country is, is like realizing this, this country is like, you know, we've got people like Lizzo out there who's just like fully embracing all of who she is and everyone loves it. Right. So it's like we as a country here in America are also adapting and evolving into so much of what the other what the rest of the world has already embraced. Wow. And so this is also part of the growing pains of like as an American of like speaking your truth and not of what mass media tells you you need to be or society tells you need who you need to be and that's because we've been doing the deep internal work mm-hmm. and it's so it's so boring to me personally when I see everyone acting the same you know it's like whether it's you know people in the online spiritual space with like the love and light and like everything's fine and dandy like that's so boring to me or I mean, these, in, these influencers are stunning. They're beautiful. But it's also boring to me that everyone just kind of like looks the same. And so when I see people like Lizzo, who, by the way, I fucking love her. When I see people like that, I'm just like, yes. Like, we need more of this. Like, thank God, thank the universe that more people like this are showing up because that is what we need. We need people who are owning their truth. We need more people who are unapologetic we need more people who are bold. And yes, it does take time to do all those things, but it's, you will be rewarded when you do the work, whether you want the fame, the fortune, just having like a super chill laid back life, whatever it is, it's like, you will be rewarded. And that work can also mean like recharging, (laughs) especially if you're conditioned to hustle, hustle, hustle. That's like all, you know, it's going to be like you're it's going to be a new pattern for you to learn to slow down. That's work right there. Yeah, and a tip that I have for slowing down is cuz I feel like I attract a lot of women who 
are having trouble balancing the masculine and the feminine. Um, it's like literally schedule in me time as if it's a doctor's appointment or whatever you time as if it's a doctor's appointment. Cause like, that's the thing. It's like, if you, you treat a doctor's appointment as this like very sacred space, like you block out time for it. So block out time for yourself, block out time to slow down and do whatever it is that's feeling good to you. Cause you need to recharge. If you're not recharging your batteries, the battery is going to drain. You're fried. You're fried. Exactly. And when you're like, when you're hustling, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like social media. And when you're posting, um, from like this place of just like posting without really thinking about it, you get more engagement. It's like the more authentic you are and just, I don't know, the more bold you are, it's like the less you're overthinking shit. And I think that's the issue. It's like overthinking really kills, <laughs> kills the creativity. How are you supposed to be this creative being when you're constantly hustling and doing the opposite of that? Mm-hmm. You know, think about when part of that hustle is finding alignment. Cause when you're in that alignment, things flow. Yeah. I think we hustle, hustle, hustle. Cause we're searching for the alignment. And the validity, like, well, I'm hustling. Like I built my empire. It's like the hustle is like, people love the hustle. It's not doing anything for anyone. It's making them burn out. You know, it's, it's not, it's not fueling you. How are you supposed to nourish the world, nourish other people, nourish yourself when you're not taking that time off? Well, is that a codependency then to our business, right? Like in terms of like the validation, in terms of the approval, Totally. That's the way I see it too. Yeah. It's not, it's funny. Cause I was like, I'm going to be single. I'm going to date my business. And I'm like, shit, that might be codependent behavior. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, we, I think that as a society, we become addicted to that validation, especially with social media. Like so many people want the likes, the views, the shares, the blah, blah, blah. It's like, what if you gave that validation to yourself? And real fast on that, if you are just starting with your social media platform and you don't have the big numbers with a blue check mark yet, let's say 45 people like your post, you've touched 45 lives. I agree. And they're also lurkers. (laughs) So none of that, none of that really means anything. It's like, you never know who's watching you. You never know who's paying attention. You never know who is being inspired by you. So if you're going to focus so much on numbers, that's just going to fuck with your energy. Yeah. And I'm speaking from experience, like anything that I like. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Anything I talk about, it's because I've, I've gone through it. And it's like, it's the same thing with you. It's like, you've gone through so much of your own work, which is why you're, you're just, you're so fucking powerful and embodied and you're able to guide people through things. It's because you've done all the work. It's like, we have to go through our own shit in order to teach other people, not necessarily how to avoid it, just to navigate it. Thank you for that reflection. You all. It's been a long fucking road. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I appreciate that. But that's, I'm I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I do what I do because I don't want people to suffer as long as I did. I do what I do because I don't want people to get trapped as long as I did. 
Yeah. So it's like my mission is because I have a program called money men and manifesting. So people think I'm like, or not that people think, but like, sometimes people are like, like you talk about money a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I do talk about money a lot, but it's like, my mission is literally to empower women to create the income and the impact and the life that they desire. Money is a part of that. I want women to know that you can literally have it all and having it all looks different for every other person. And I just want them to know you can have it all. You can have it all by being yourself. You are allowed. I'm giving you permission. I'm fucking guiding you. I'm loving you all throughout the journey. But it's like, and it's because I think for so long, it's like, I didn't think that I could have it all, especially, you know, coming from this, you know, this immigrant family where it's like, my mom didn't really work growing up. My dad was incredibly successful and supported everyone. It's like, I had a lot of my own fucked up stories around money, which is why I teach on it now. Like, I didn't believe that I could create the success that I wanted. I didn't believe that I could support myself financially. I felt like I would need a man. I felt like I needed to depend on someone. I didn't think that I could have it all. And you know, it's like, granted, I've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about a breakup, but it's like, generally speaking, it's like, I do feel like I have it all. And just because I go through shit doesn't mean that I have it less. It just means that I'm going through something. And you're going through something to prepare you for something even greater. Oh, honey, you don't even know soulmate vibes. Like I feel the soulmate vibes. I feel like something is brewing inside me and it's all stemming. Girl, I fucking feel you. I fucking feel you. I've been doing this work and I know down the line, like my greatest passion is to do conscious family work. Like, and this has been part of the evolution for me. Like I've had to heal my own family wounds. I've had to heal my own wounds. (laughs) I've had to come into wholeness for myself so that when the time comes when I'm finally reunited with my partner, that I'm in my wholeness and I'm not codependent on his, like who he is to, to validate myself. We have to all find that self-validation. It doesn't matter if it's with men. It doesn't matter if it's for women, you know, if you're whatever you're into, it doesn't matter if it's with business. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, it all starts within you and it sounds corny and cheesy as fuck, but it's the truth. It all starts with you honoring you. It all starts with you being gentle with you. And it all starts with you stating what you will and will not stand for. Preach, preach, preach. (laughs) And also, here's the thing. It's that just because I think a lot of people are not even saying, why am I saying I think? I know that a lot of people hold on to their old identities And a lot of people hold on to the past. I want you to know that you can reinvent yourself. You can transform. You can recreate whoever it is that you want to be. And you can literally be that person who has it all. So get really clear on like what your limiting beliefs are surrounding that. Like, do you genuinely believe that you can or you can't? What does having it all even look like to you? What part of you doesn't feel worthy or deserving? Where is that stemming from? Is it true? Like asking yourself these questions. And knowing that like your past doesn't define you just because you did something fucked up once. And I'm sharing this because I have to do a lot of healing around this. Like just because you fucked up when you were younger, doesn't mean that you can't have it all as an adult. So really like 
work on the self-compassion, work on the relationship with self. It's reinventing your worthiness. That is exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. It's reinventing your worthiness. And it comes from, again, doing the deep work allows you to see when you can see how far you've come, Mm -hmm. what you've been able to accomplish, what patterns you've been able to to rewrite. You reinvent your worthiness because it's like, actually, I'm a really powerful fucking bitch. Like, I'm so powerful. I'm strong. I am love. I am loved because I love my fucking self. Yes. And I am choosing to see that. And I am choosing to accept that. And I'm choosing to receive that. The receiving is a huge part. That's the feminine energy. And we've been such a condition that's so ruled by masculine energy. Yes. (laughs) And that's, it's so true, especially you know, being female entrepreneurs, that's such a huge thing where it's like, it's been hard for me to like get back into my feminine. Yeah. To get back into my feminine. And I see that with so, yeah, I see that with so many women. And that's part of the hustle mindset too. It's Mm -hmm. so masculine too. You know, like I have like in my chart, I have so much masculine, like a Gemini sun, Leo rising. If I didn't have that Virgo moon, I'd be fucked, but I have so much masculine energy in me and I'm a fucking firecracker. Like I'm so strong that like I've had to learn to be more receptive because I've spent my life alone. Like I've spent 30 years alone and I'm like shifting all of that. And it's, it's about me like coming into that space of seeing my worth and that (laughs) I'm worthy to receive what it is I desire. Yes. Wait, when's your birthday, by the way? June 9th. Okay, because I'm Gemini, Sun, Leo, Moon, Sag rising. <laughs> When's your birthday? May 29th. That, stop. That's like, I'm, that was okay, my- I'm, I'm literally in love with you. Like, I'm actually in love with you. <laughs> That was my aunt. That was my aunt's birthday. That was the day my grandfather passed away. Like, that's like a very powerful day for me. By the way, guys, before we started this conversation, she was like sharing things with me. And I was like, you are in my body right now. This is, this is, this is actually why as much as I can like, kind of shit on social media like it's connections like this and you know interactions like this and you know just random meetings like this that really make me so grateful and it's just it's so it's just so wild all right I want to wrap up this conversation with some quick lightning round questions what does sovereignty mean to you Ooh. Everything like what just came up for me is just like owning who I am. Mm, yes. What animal totem has been guiding you strongly lately? Lately, it's in the hawk. Mine too. That's it like stops. my OG. <laughs> <laughs> that's my OG, straight up. Okay. Um, who is someone that's really inspiring you right now? I'm always inspired by my grandma. Oh yeah. She's my best friend. 
I love that. Yeah. She's my number one cheerleader, even though she calls me out on my shit left and right. She's sassy. Yeah. (laughs) What would you say to younger Sophie? You're going to be okay. What would you say was the book that really transformed your life? I don't read. I like, I literally don't read. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and I just packed it. Like I don't really read. I really don't. Everything that I, everything that I like channel through, like, it's just like, I get downloads and that's just how it happens. But I divinely guided. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like kind of look at books here and there. I'm always like, I'm reading this. I'm reading that. But like, I never actually finish, you never the finish book. it. <laughs> I never do. I, never I have very many do. of those books on my bookshelf too. I hear you. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't read. Is that not? <laughs> I audio book it now. And that's how I read. I think I get distracted. I think that's mm-hmm. the issue where it's like, I get really like, and it's maybe it's my Gemini side where I'm like, oh, I can fuck with this. And then I'm like, actually, I think I got what I needed. Hey, I totally get it. You don't have to, you're preaching the fucking choir. Where can we find more of you? Instagram is my jam right now. It's I am Sophie Nick. And then I'm also N-I-K. N-I-K. Yes. S-O-P-H-I-E-N-I-K. And then I sometimes hop on Facebook, but not very often. And what is one last little nugget of wisdom you want to share to anyone who's listening? I want you to know that everything is unfolding as it's meant to. All of the bullshit, shit stormy stuff that may be going on for you, it does not define you. It's not as bad as you feel that it is now because you are going to evolve into a bad bitch. (laughs) Tell them, tell them. Well, I love you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your wisdom and your medicine and your truth and for just being authentically you. I appreciate you. And thank you for just like, being you because that's why we get along it's like we're always like yes 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 so thank you for helping me see that I'm not fucking alone on this journey either <laughs> oh thank, you for, thank you for having me and thank you yes. for being you and showing up and thank you for always being so supportive I really uh. like I really do appreciate that and I just really 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 appreciate your authenticity and you're just so fucking genuine and for real so thank you sister and thank you everyone for tuning in we hope you got lots of nuggets in this one because this was just this is always i don't know i've just been so fucking blessed lately with these conversations and thank you lady for being here and and just sharing sharing more of that that goodness that good juju that just feels so so rich so thank you again and thanks everyone for listening and we'll chat with you all soon take care Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. 
I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.